Hello, I'm Joey, you know, and today we're going to have another episode to our series of interviews with bilingual artists who are either living here in Taiwan or have been contributing to Taiwan's mental pop industry. And this is a series powered by Taiwan's only all-English radio station, ICRT, as well as Taiwan's only all-English streaming platform, Taiwan Plus. Today, I'll be speaking with a friend and a name that you might be very familiar with. Her name is Yan Yige. Janice, what's up? Hi, Joey. Dahao. Hi, everybody. I'm Janice Yan Yige. A uh, lady of many talents. Aww. Uh, you've been in what, like musical theaters? You're, of course, a singer-songwriter, and you're also a podcaster, you know, influencer. Uh, who juggles many roles, I guess, eh? I guess we all have to now, right? In 2022? Yeah, that's the way it is. It's the way forward. Everyone yeah. is uh, in the new media industry, and uh, so are we right now. So for those of you who um, find this face familiar, um, she was first exposed to most of the Taiwanese fans back in, what was it, 2010, right? For the sixth season of Million Star, this Yeah. You were... Well, okay, can you explain that whole concept to people who don't know? What is the PK thing about in this singing competition? I actually don't really know what PK stands for, <laughs> but um, it's basically like a challenger role. Yeah. So there's like a standard uh, season six contestants who go from like uh, day one on to however far they make. And then... So they have like a few episodes where there's these PK challengers who are not part of the original season yeah. who come and challenge the current contestants. So if you beat them, then you get to stay. Yeah. Uh, if you don't, then, you know, it's a one-shot thing. Yeah. So it's basically a chance for an aspiring singer-songwriter to have more exposure by being able to, you know, kick everyone's butt and wipe the floor with them. Oh, <laughs> and, and Janice did exactly that. It's now 2022. You've come a long way. It's 12 years. Uh, how has things changed since then? Oh, gosh, so much. I was still a college student uh, when I first uh, came to Taipei in 2010. Uh, I was actually studying in Boston then. Yeah. In my sophomore year, doing economics in Boston. And then so I took a semester off and then flew to Taipei um and did this thing the the million star yeah so after that i went back to boston completed my degree and then decided to move to taipei i'm actually not from taipei my family's actually in, in hong kong so I, i'm actually just here for for music how did this happen though because economics like i i studied the same major and now we're both sort of in music right. you're much more talented than i am because you're actually a singer songwriter <laughs> i just press play on your music oh no but no one just becomes a singer-songwriter, right? I'm sure you knew you had the talent of singing and you enjoy singing before, but why econ and why did you go into music? Well, I mean, econ was an interesting choice. I grew up in a in a musical family. My dad's a conductor. My mom plays the guzheng. Um, so I was brought yeah. up very classical. Um, I initially thought I was going to be... a an opera singer actually that was like my dream oh to, to sing opera like chinese opera singer no like classical like western opera yeah 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 like, like la, 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 la. Yeah, that kind wow yeah um yeah so i i grew up practicing a lot of uh classical music and then back then i was still in singapore and in, in elementary school and then i moved to hong kong when i was 11 and then I met a producer friend of my of my father's. He actually produces uh, classical music, uh -huh. but, but 
he had a studio and he was like, oh, I heard you like to sing. Do you want to like record a demo just for fun to keep a record of, you know, your own uh, song or something? So I prepared my uh, favorite classical piece, which was uh, Habanera from Carmen. Yeah. And then I performed that and I assumed maybe I wasn't that great at it because so, he was like, oh, I mean, yeah, you sounded great, but can you sing pop? Do you want to try doing pop? Maybe, you know, that would suit you better. So I was listening to a lot of uh, Westlife, Backstreet Boys, uh, S Club 7, Christina Aguilera, you know, yeah, yeah, 90s. Yeah. yeah. So I was a big fan of uh, Christina Aguilera. So I was like, oh, yeah, I could do like a, a, a Aguilera song. And back then, I think I did Beautiful. Okay. If yeah. I remember correctly. Yeah. And then he heard me sing that. And he was like, why don't you just try pop and like, you know, leave classical as a hobby. So, yeah, that was the day where I decided to give Papa try. That so, was when I was maybe 13, I think. All thanks to your dad's friend and, of course, to Christina Aguilera. I find that Beautiful is a nice, like, mid to high range song, which I think is where your voice shines the most. Do you Have you found that good spot for your vocals, to like the, the perfect spot for your vocals? Yeah, I mean, doing a lot of opera growing up, you'd want to try to hit the high notes. Of course, yeah. But then I noticed like, yeah, I noticed with my voice, even my speaking voice, it's a little bit on the lower side. So I think I shine more when I'm doing more powerful, chesty vocals, which yeah. is very Aguilera. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Uh, you debuted back in, what, what, what year did you debut? 2017. That was your first album, you had an EP release, and then you followed up with your second LP just a couple of years ago. Mm -hmm. um, music has changed a lot since then, right? Yeah. Like you, back when you were in Million Stars, you were uh, singing with a different group of musicians. And now there's like newcomers, like, you know, Julia Wu, Tai Zi, Wai Te, who are all singing different kinds of like, how are you changing to the tides of music now? I'm actually happy. I'm so glad that it's changed a lot because back when I first started off doing Mando Pop, I was not really used to the way Mandarin songs were sung because I grew up listening to a lot of Western songs, yeah. a lot of Aguilera, so a lot of R&B. You know, you know, like a lot of like dying, like, oh, kind of stuff like that. Um, the runs, yeah. Yeah, 10 years ago, this kind of stuff was not really a thing in Mandel Pop. I mean, you had, you had like Khalil Fong, you had David Tao, but unless you were like very specifically an R&B singer, a lot of people might think it's a little bit too much, a little too heavy on the taste side yeah. for, for Mandel Pop. Yeah. So it took me a lot of time to get used to singing more straight. I don't know if that means anything to, to, to anyone else. So basically, let's say I had a song, my first song that came out back in 2017 is called Ye Kei. Yeah, yeah. And that was the hardest song for me. It's probably okay for everyone else, but because I'm so not used to doing like straight stuff, it's like, It's like you hit the notes very straight. Yeah. But if it was me 10 years ago doing the same song, I'd be like, yeah. it'd be like a little too much for like the average Mando Pop listeners. So that was when I first started off. But now I think people are exposed to a lot more genres um, and their tastes have changed. So like uh, like Julia, like Huai Te, you said, they're, it's so much more versatile now, the, the music scene, which is amazing. So you get to play with a lot more different genres, different styles, which is fun. I mean, music's supposed to be fun, right? 10 years ago, if you do that Western style, 
of starting the note about a semitone lower and then slide up to the notes. Right. That was considered like too much, too yo. That's what we call it, right? Like too oily. Now we have more of that R and B style of delivery, which is where you are more comfortable being, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, is what I would call a xiao qing xing song. Like when you when you hear it, you you think about sunshine, you think about happy thoughts. And the lyrics itself, its、uh, direct translation is "That's okay too," right? Basically, don't be so hard on yourself. Whatever you want for yourself, that's okay too. And I think that's what Taiwanese kids really need to hear. Yeah. Because of the high-pressure education system and the pressure from their parents. Did your parents give you a lot of pressure about schoolwork? Um, not too much, I think. Probably because if you're into horoscope, or you know, if you believe in that. I'm a typical Aries, you know. I'm very、yeah. hot-headed, but I really want to lead. I really want to win.、Um, so I, I guess I push myself a lot harder than my parents would push me anyway. So they、okay. they had an easy job with that. But、uh, this this song, Yekai, definitely spoke to me too because I need to learn to give myself a break sometimes. So. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, from you know, singer songwriter to being a musical theater, to of course showing up on TV shows. Now you have a podcast. Well, actually, not now. The podcast has been running for a while. It's into its second season, right?、Um, you interview everybody, but also what I find interesting is that you interview quite a lot of like up and coming artists, young artists who are just starting it. Is that one of the focuses of this podcast to like kind of bring the、uh, you know、uh, the younglings I mean, up to speed?、Um... It's an honor to have a platform to share not just my music but everyone else's. I mean, I think, especially in the internet era, you gotta work together. You know, you gotta collab. So, you have this platform. Of course, I hope you can share more. Also, I started this because I felt like a lot of promo work that we do is very focused on、um, the work. Yeah. But you don't see too much of The artist is a person. True. So I felt like take a like Aliel this podcast. I wanted people to see more of not just me, but my peers and all the upcoming artists. What they're like,、um, you know, outside work. This is a bit personal. The one, 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 one. So you're gonna keep on doing this, I guess. This、uh, is for sure now. Like it's probably gonna go into season three. Yeah, we took a little bit of a break,、uh, but we're gonna. Work on season three soon. Awesome. What's what's the coming up next for you? I mean, you have an album in the works. Are you still working on something else that's you know sort of a tangent or another branch out to your career? Well,、uh, I started trying out in acting. Oh, actually. Oh. Last year, yeah. I we started filming for about a week or two, but unfortunately, the pandemic hit, COVID, and、yeah. we were on hiatus. But apparently, we might. Go back to filming sometime later this year. So if so, then that would be my first、uh, acting gig. Wow! Is there anything you can tell us, or this is very hush hush still? A little bit hush hush, but it, it's something fun. I mean, it, I'm not the main character, but it's fun for me to try out new things. You know, I'm, I'm up for challenges all the time. Are you a good actor? Because I find、uh, that singing and acting are two different things. Like being able to deliver emotions through your voice, or To put emotions on your face—that's kind of two different things.、Right? Oh God, it's so difficult. My goodness. I mean, I'm a very expressive person. Yeah. Uh, um, and I did a lot of theater. So back in theater, 
you have to be like very big. You have to be really expressive, like a little bit over the top, just so the last person in the last row can see what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. So it's a lot of adjusting、um, when when you're acting on camera because I have all these like little things I do with my like eyebrows and my eyes that I don't realize because I don't normally look at myself on camera. Yeah. So that was actually very difficult because. I I don't know how to control a lot of my facial features <laughs> until I saw until I saw the playback and I was like, oh, I look so awkward. So that took a little bit of、uh, adjusting. Okay, so aside from new music, of course, that's what you do. That's your bread and butter, and maybe a little bit of acting work coming out.、Uh, do you have anything else that you're branching out with your career? Actually,、uh, I just tried voicing over for a game. Oh, really? That was very difficult but very fun. So basically. I can't tell you what game it is yet, or what character. Okay. But okay. I had to be like、yep. this for the whole day, and that was really, really hard. Pretty good. <laughs>、wow, so you have to baby、you. voice it. Are, are, do you play like a young female character? Is that what it is? Yeah, she's really fluffy and cute. <laughs> yeah, that for a whole day. <laughs> have you ever done voice work before like that? Um, not for like a cartoon character like that, but I did do a voiceover for. For a local anime-ish、yeah. character, but it's more—it's closer to me, so I didn't have to do this for the whole day. But it's—it was fun. I know, I know we hear like voiceover a lot, but just let me tell you this: like, it, it's extremely hard on your vocal cords to talk like that for an extended period of time, right? Yeah,、uh, I. But I was lucky enough that I didn't lose my voice because I thought I would have because we recorded for about eight hours nonstop. Wow. This voice, so. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm sure when this game comes out, we'll get to you know have some updates coming from Janice's、um, personal social media platform. So make sure you follow her everywhere, Janice Ye on、uh, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube for her、um, her podcast series. And Janice, thank you so much for joining us here today. Thank you, Joey.